You may know Kyle Grieve as being a member of that killer Guelph Griffin cross-country team a couple years back, a team that, by my estimation, may be the greatest ever to run in the Canadian League. Hendricks, Proudfoot, Nixon, Woodfine, Sikawabu. Anyways, if you followed that, then you probably also noticed that for a little while after graduation, Kyle's results completely disappeared. He wasn't running any races. From that point to clawing his way back into fitness to running a 14-10-5000 this summer, Kyle's story is a good one and exemplifies the struggle of an athlete continuing to strive for greatness outside of the collegiate setting. This week, Kyle joins us to talk about that and a whole lot more. My name is Michael Rokas and you're listening to The Terminal Mile, at The Terminal Mile on Twitter and Instagram, a Tracky Radio production. All right, man. 2019 is, uh, has been quite the year for you. Uh, some really good placings, but also some some really good times. And I, I think that would be a good place to start. You set PBs across uh, a number of distances, and, and not just any distances, the distances that you have really been focusing on the past couple of years. Going into this season, where where did you where was your head at? Where did you think that you would land this year? I wasn't really too sure. I mean, it had been a while since I had done a full uh, track season. I mean, prior to this past season, I had done, I think, like two track races the year prior. Um, the year preceding that, I was on the roads. Before that, I wasn't really running at all and kind of wasn't sure. I really had no intentions of returning to the sport at all. So I think coming into this track season, I really just wanted to see how I'd fare, um, you know, trying to get a full a full season back under my legs. Uh, of course, the goal is always to to run a PB and then you know place as high as you can at nationals. Um, so if I could do that, you know, I think I'd be pretty happy. So I ended up running a small PB in the 15. I don't know how many uh, tenths of a second it was, but a PB nonetheless. And then uh, in the 5K as well, I hadn't really done really any 5Ks. I think I'd done one on the track, a couple on the track uh, the previous couple of years at, uh, at AOs. And yeah, knocked a nice around 14 seconds or so down to 14.10. So yeah, that was uh, you know pretty happy with that too. Um, yeah, just coming in, I just wanted to get a full season under the belt. Um, just see if I could remember how to do it. Um, so yeah, I was pretty happy and then placed uh, seventh at nationals, I think, which uh, was the highest that I've ever finished at nationals. So yeah, again, happy, uh, happy with that as well. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. You, you know, you said you, you just wanted to get a full season in and, and that sort of stuff, but I think anyone who starts racing has, has kind of that idea in their head of, of where they want to be. Did you, did you have, you know, say 1410, did you have that in mind? Uh, as somewhere that you thought you could be, or maybe 14 flat? Like, where, what specifically did you want to hit in, in that 5,000? Um, thinking back to the 1410, I really wasn't too sure going into it. Um, like, it wasn't it wasn't like a big race. It, we had a rabbit through 3K, and then I was solo for, I think, the last, the last 2K. It was just at the beginning of the season. Um, and there wasn't really any 15s yet, and we thought that uh, my coach Ross and I thought that you know we had been running a bit longer distances, hadn't quite sharpened up the leg speed yet, uh, had done a couple of road races like I think did the spring runoff and a 5K in Quebec that was pretty good, but it was a 
uh, pretty rainy conditions. So we thought that we could run pretty well in the day, but I don't really recall having much of a time in mind. I thought it would be, I was just happy to, to run a PB. I didn't, I feel like I still haven't done a lot of 5Ks. I don't really know where my full, uh, like my full capabilities are. Um, but yeah, I just thought like, um, in, like envisioned in the, the season, I just kind of thought, um, like if I could, if I could stay healthy, I thought I could, um, you know, maybe get down to the, the 14 flat mark. I mean, I think I can still do it. Um, went for it towards the end of the season, but came up pretty short. Um, just, I think I was burned out by the end of the season, which is typically, um, what ends up happening for me. I just, uh, keep going until I usually throw, up, uh, throw up a bad time and then usually, uh, follow the season after that. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to think I'd get down to, to 14 and get under that barrier next year, uh, with some more uh, competitive races and, uh, getting a few more of them under my legs. You know, 15s and 5s, I find that those races are the ones where you almost kind of need a special setup, you know, like you you need those people who are going kind of that similar time to, to almost drag you along for, for your best optimal results and that sort of stuff. Now, coming into the season, you didn't really have the time to put yourself into that sort of situation. You know, taking a look at this past season, do you think moving ahead to next season, you could potentially get into into more of those faster races? And is that something that, that you're looking at exploring at this point? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, because it was like, uh, didn't really know how I'd fare this season. I just wanted to kind of push myself in some of those local races and see what kind of times I get hit. Um, heading into next season, kind of knowing where I'm at, um, definitely will be sitting down with my coach eventually just to kind of map out, you know, a spring and a summer season, um, probably do a bit more travel to um, some races outside of Ontario uh, to try and get on some lines that are, uh, you know, hopefully a bit faster because um, as much fun as it can be to, uh, you know, try and get after the times yourself, obviously it's uh, it's pretty hard and uh, to, you know, try and hit PBs when you're soloing like the last lap or the last couple laps. I mean, it's, you certainly... I mean, I think there's something to be said with being able to, to push yourself without having bodies around you, but obviously um, to really, you know, try and punch through the next level, you're not going to, probably not going to do it um, solo effort. You need plenty need some bodies around. So getting into some faster races will definitely be uh, on the table for next year for sure. So you sound pretty ambitious and pretty motivated now, but, you know, it wasn't that long ago, and you actually mentioned a little bit earlier that we didn't see your name in a whole lot of results sheets. Uh, it was almost like you had disappeared from the sport after, uh, you know, a pretty good uh, university career and, and that sort of stuff. What happened that, um, like, what what was the mindset when you, you know, kind of just disappeared, and, and what made you come back? Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of, I wasn't enjoying the sport as much towards, uh, I don't even remember when it was, I guess maybe, I think I graduated around 2015. Um, I thought I had run you know, pretty well in university, maybe didn't run as fast as I wanted to, which, you know, was probably typical of many people uh, for their, would describe their university careers. And because, uh, you know, I, because I felt like I hadn't run fast enough, I kind of guess maybe put like an arbitrary um, time limit on myself um, where I thought, you know, I should probably just move on and, and uh, you know, get a job and just kind of leave the sport behind. I really had no intentions of of returning, but I just didn't. I just wasn't really enjoying it as much. Um, you know, started working, but then uh, like I never really quit running 
altogether. I mean, I think for that year that I wasn't competing, year or two, wasn't competing. I was still running. I'd get out the door, you know, 30, 40 minutes, two, three, four times a week, um, but wasn't really working out. But, you know, I guess I still kept some, I guess, level of fitness. So it's not like when I picked it up again, I was completely uh, starting from scratch. And then, I don't know, I think it was, like I ended up buying a, I bought myself a Garmin when I got a desk job. And then, uh, I don't know, it was just fun kind of tracking my progression as I, um, you know, just started running a bit more. It's like once you start tracking it, it just, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'll try and run a bit more next week. And then you start doing workouts. And yeah, I coached myself for, uh, I don't know, about about a year is when I, you know, started back back on the roads. I think that was 2017. I think the first one back was the uh, around the Bay 5K. And uh, I think I ran 15-15. And I had no idea how I how I would do in that race. Um, but I thought I ran pretty well. And then after that race, I just, uh, I realized that I kind of missed the, I guess the competition aspect of it and the community aspect. Um, and, uh, it was also nice to return to the roads cause it wasn't really something that I had done, um, in a very long time. Like when I was in, in middle school, I would do road races, but then once you start, you know, I started at a track club at a pretty young age, didn't really go to any road races. So just going back to the track was a nice way to, uh, to just kind of get my feet wet again. Cause it was a more laid back environment while you could still, you know, push, push yourself, you know, find some pretty good competition at those local road races. It was just, wasn't as an intense, I guess, environment as the track where, you know, everyone takes it pretty seriously. Whereas on the roads, um, definitely a bit more, yeah, a bit more laid back. And then, um, but I mean, like, it's pretty hard to, to coach yourself. I think I think I had some pretty good, uh, pretty good efforts, but, um, yeah, and then I guess the year, the following years when uh, Ross uh, Restuccia reached out to me and, you know, he was putting together a, a track club at that time that uh, he was let go from U of T, um, was interested just as, you know, saw that I was running unattached, said you're looking for a coach, and couldn't really think of a good reason not to, so I said, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, since then, you know, transitioned back to the track, you know, he kind of said, whatever you're looking to do, like, He'd support me either way, but you know I think you have some unfinished business on the track. I think you have a lot of potential there, but you know if you want to stick with the roads, stick with the roads. But you know I, I knew that he was right, um, and getting back on the track this year was uh, definitely a lot of fun. Um, definitely feel like it's uh, still a strong suit, and yeah, it's still um, some you know time that I'd like to get lower. So yeah, that's kind of what brought me back. Yeah, you, you know I. Hearing that, I I can't help but think of when I talked to Kyle White the one time, and he he kind of told me told me that you know leaving a university program, it's it's kind of a, a little bit tough to go from running you know say a hundred miles a week to to dropping down, and you almost wonder if it's if it's worth it at all. Um, you know that that's almost kind of sounds like like something you went through when when you started running and stuff. How how quickly did that feeling come back? Well, you know, the, the one that, uh, you know, obviously drove you to university and, and to performing at, at a high level. When did that feeling of, of intense racing come back to you? It's hard to put a finger on exactly when it came back. Um, it was just kind of like a gradual, a gradual thing. I think like coming back into it, I just had no idea. Um, like having not competed for a year, a year and a half, I think I just, 
I had no idea where I'd be at um, for that, you know, that first race in, in Hamilton, I think spring of, of 2017. But after running that race, like, the, you know, the gun goes off and it, um, it's, I guess it's like riding a bike. It's just, it came back pretty quickly at that point. It was just like that, you know, that competitive nature that drive um, comes back really fast. And then I, get, I think after that race was kind of when I realized that like, you know, I could, if I, if I wanted to take it seriously again, I could, um, there's nothing, nothing stopping me. Um, and I would just have to, you know, keep working at it. But I mean, taking a year and a half off competition, you know, while still running is, um, I guess not ideal, but I mean, people have probably come back from, from worse injuries or you see people who take up running later in life and who are now pretty fast marathoners. So it's not like, um, it's not like you can't come return to the sport. And I think if you still have, uh, you know, something, if you still have that drive, I don't think there's any good reason to, to give it up. And, you know, working full time now is just something that I, I just work into the schedule because it's, it's something that I want to do. Um, you know, like I can go to work, do the whole nine to five thing, but, you know, I still have a few hours, um, after work to, you know, fill the time. And, um, you know, when I decided that I, you know, wanted to keep running, it just, I guess it came back pretty quick. You know, with, with all that and, uh, you know, with work and, and different responsibilities as, as you grow up and, you know, maybe a little bit of time away, has your perspective on the sport changed at all? I think so. Um, I mean, I still think that I take the sport pretty seriously, um, but I don't think I take it, I don't want to say as seriously, but I think, yeah, I definitely have a better uh, a better perspective on it. It's just, um, yeah, like coming home from work. Um, you may not always want to go for that run right after work, but I know afterwards, you know, I'm going to be happy that I did it. It's just, um, it's just fun. I don't, uh, like, I don't feel as much pressure, um, not that my job is, is overly stressful, but to me, work is more is a greater source of stress in my life now versus running. Um, so like, I don't really, not that I ever got too nervous before races, but now I'm like, I'm not nervous at all before races just because it like the race can go really well. And you know, Monday I'm back at work, uh, the race could go terribly and sometimes it does go terribly, but you know, Monday I'm back at work and there's really no difference one way or the other. Um, you just kind of pick up and move on with it and, you know, since I've already kind of recommitted, I don't, it doesn't, a great race or a terrible race just doesn't matter as much one way or the other, you know, you don't get as high on the highs or as low on the lows anymore. Um, so yeah, I think I have a better perspective. I think I just have a, I guess a healthier relationship with the sport. Um, and just a better appreciation of, I guess, all that it uh, provided me and, you know, continues to uh, be a source of, uh, of happiness. Take a look back at this, uh, at this spring uh, you mentioned that there's a little bit of a 1500 PB for you. Um, that actually came at the 1500 meter night in London. And for those in Southwestern Ontario, and I'm sure all around the country, uh, by now that's kind of the premier, uh, place to run a fast 1500 in, in Canada. Um, as, as far as, you know, a certain level of athletes go that, that top section was completely loaded this year. You ended up walking away with, with a second place finish. Uh, how, you know, how did that feel? And, uh, no doubt you, you would have grown up with, with 1500 meter nights. So that, that must've been a, a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. You know, it was nice to return to 1500 meter night kind of after, after a few years away, it's uh, like they built it into such a great, such a, a premier event. It's, I think it's really good. Um, you know, to have such, such fast races, the ability to run fast races without having to travel is, uh, 
something that I'm, I'm very much appreciative of, um, especially again, working is, you know, just up to 401. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was a, it was a fun race. Um, nice to compete against, uh, against those guys. Um, I mean, I didn't, I felt pretty good in the race. Um, it was nice to, uh, get after a, a fast time for sure. Um, yeah, I think I gave myself a, a good shot at uh, taking the win, but Isaiah had a, a really nice a really nice kick there at the end. Um, I didn't think he'd be the one blowing the doors off me at the end, but yeah, he had a he had a great one on that day and you know, I wasn't too disappointed with the second, you know, be able to walk away with the P V. You know, let's let's talk about Monarch for a second because it's it's one of those often talked about uh, clubs, and you know everyone everyone kind of thinks that they know, but you know there doesn't seem to be a ton of information about it out there. Who who is it? Who are you training with? Um, and you know who are you matching up with in, in workouts and that sort of stuff? Uh, yeah, so it's uh, training under uh, Coach Ross. Um, I do most of my workouts actually on my own because. They train more the, the, in downtown, um, like Central Tech, um, as well as uh, the name escapes me. But yeah, they, they train downtown, and I because I work more in Mississauga, I'm actually not able to make out to too many workouts. I usually get out uh, for Saturday mornings uh, on the tempo runs. Um, so yeah, like I do most of the most of my training, um, like the track specific stuff. Uh, I was doing all on my own, um, just at uh, Centennial Stadium, uh, which is pretty close uh, to my house um, in Toronto, and then yeah, I get out on on Saturdays. Um, but yeah, for the the past year, pretty much uh, all the training I've done has uh, just been just been solo efforts. That you know that that must make things uh, a little more difficult, especially for for some of the longer sort sort of things. Oftentimes, it's good to pair up with someone. You know, is is the mental game something that you've really had to work on, you know, over, over the last little bit, especially coming from, you know, past, uh, past situations where you'd have lots of guys to match up with. Yeah, it's definitely a big change, especially from, you know, university where you have such a, you know, such a deep amount of guys. Um, when I was training at 12, like just kind of guys that, uh, the whole kind of skill range there, uh, so there's never a lack of guys to run with, even on, even on the off days. And then, yeah, obviously in the, in the workouts when you're really trying to push, um, push the pace a bit. It, it helps to have some bodies around. Um, but no, I, I think you know being able to get out and to the track, I guess, by yourself. And I, uh, for me, there's I think some some benefit to just being able to to push it on my own and just learn to feel those paces. Uh, you know how it feels just without bodies around. Uh, just being able to uh, to know that you can run fast without the the help of other people. I think. You know, can help a bit in the races. I mean, certainly it'd be nice. I, I would certainly love to have some training partners, but um, just with the reality of, I guess, my situation as it is right now, uh, I'm just not really able to have anyone. Uh, there's no one really around to to train with. Um, so, you know, it kind of is what it is. Um, like I said, I still want to get to the track. It's kind of the highlight of the day. So, you know, I wouldn't really say it's. I don't think that aspect of it has really improved the mental game because um, I still enjoy, you know, going to the track and, and just running those intervals. Like I said, it's kind of the highlight of the day after work. Um, but, I mean, certainly it's, a, I guess it takes a bit of a mental toughness to be able to, you know, push it, especially towards the end of the uh, workouts when you're a little tired and there's really no one there watching you. 
you know, that was a pretty big season that you just came off of. Uh, looks like you're racing as early as May, and that went into into August. What are the plans for the fall? You know, are you planning on taking on a cross country season, or are you just taking some some time for rest? Yeah, just kind of coming off the rest, but um, yeah, so as of the time we're talking right now, just started running again uh, this week. Not really looking at doing too much racing over the fall. Uh, I think the plan is more just to to build up a bit of a base over the next uh, the next few months and then maybe look at a couple indoor races before um, you know the, the spring track season starts um, so I mean I doubt, yeah I don't really have anything penciled in yet over the next few months um, going on vacation in October um, so I won't be you know doing a bit of running then but um, yeah just taking it easy, easy for the next I guess I guess month um, month or so just I mean still running but um, the training won't be, I guess, as intense. And then, uh, yeah, just trying to build up for the outdoor season. So nothing uh, nothing on the table yet, but probably still do a couple of races um, in the fall season just because I just enjoy racing, but I, I don't know if I'll be uh, doing, uh, doing a whole lot of cross-country or not yet. So, you know, you, you have these plans set to, to take on some bigger races next year, um, you know, really looking at, at winding those PBs down and, and that sort of stuff. I mean, you have to wonder what, what are the big goals now? I mean, like you're, you're back, you ran some really good times this year. I mean, you know, are there, are there teams in mind or is it times like, what are you looking for in the future? Right now, I'd just like to get that uh, that 15 time closer down to that 340 mark. See if I can get under that that 340 mark. Is you know, kind of go from there. And if I could get it down, that'd be that'd be incredible. It kind of starts opening up more doors. Um, I'd like to I'd like to work on the 5K more. I still still don't feel super comfortable yet with the distance. Um, I'd like to get that one down under 14, and then just see where I can go. Uh, see where I can go from there. I um, haven't really thought too much about teams. I mean, I've always just kind of want to just keep progressing, keep pushing the times down, and as long as I'm still enjoying it, um, you know, kind of see what see what's available. Um, yeah, no, I guess no, like, uh, big goals penned in yet, um, but, you know, just want to keep, keep pushing those uh, pushing those times down, that's for sure. Well, I, I think there's a pretty good history of some uh, some guys who've trained out of uh, out of West Toronto before and uh, and uh, done pretty pretty well for themselves. So yeah. I you know I, I wish you all the all the best of luck on that man and, and thanks a lot for being on the show this week. Perfect. Thanks so much, Michael. If you like this, be sure to check out our other episodes on Tracky.ca, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And hey, while you're there, leave us a subscribe and a rating. On social media, we're at The Terminal Mile. Thanks to you for listening. My name is Michael Rokas, and this has been The Terminal Mile.